1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Punch It. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me as always is...
0: Charlene Schmidt.
1: This is a part two of a previous episode, episode 43, proper sendoff, which was us rewriting Star Trek Nemesis. We laid down the foundation of what we're going to talk about today. I love doing part twos because they're so much more involved and detailed. But before we get into that,
0: how are you doing? I'm all right, all right. I only have one question for you, though.
1: What's that? What's that? Lay it on me.
0: <laughs> Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? I am, of course, talking about Star Trek Discovery, and I already know that you uh, saw it because I listened to your review with your wife on Nerd Nuptial.
1: Well, thank you so much for the plug. Yes, we saw it and we re- we reviewed it on Nerd Nuptial, which you guys can check out at thenerdpuddy.com slash nerdnuptial. We reviewed both episodes, and uh, yes, we watched both. Did you see both episodes or just the first one?
0: Oh, no, absolutely. Back to back. I couldn't just let it sit there. Mm -mm.
1: Now, did you sign up for the commercial-free option or the free trial?
0: Oh, I'm cheap, and I went for the trial with limited commercials. I don't care too much if it takes a minute out of my life. I can check my email. I can get up and... Uh, maybe uh, get a snack, or if I've had a snack, put the dishes into the dishwasher. I mean, there's ways I can utilize that time. It's not that big of a deal.
1: I can't handle it. I can't Are you handle serious? commercials. No, I, wow. I am too spoiled by... I am very much a Netflix generation. Can't handle it. Because <laughs> I like very like, what I would do is, if I wanted to binge a season of television, I would wait for DVD and Blu-ray. And then get it on DVD and Blu-ray like before Netflix was really a thing, you know,
0: that is how you had to binge in that day.
1: Yeah. And not have commercials. I would wait an entire season because it was so much easier back in the day because I wasn't plugged into social media constantly.
0: (laughs) And It's true. That takes up way too much time in our lives.
1: And so I signed up for the commercial-free option on CBS All Access, and I was much like you guys. I was chagrined that I had to sign up for another service, but I'm only doing it part-time until the show's over for the season, then I'm going to cancel it.
0: Yeah, that is my strategy going into is right now there's honestly not enough on CBS All Access to make me justify even six bucks a month. I mean, we have already decided that with Hulu – We're not getting a whole lot out of it. The last thing we watched was The Handmaid's Tale, and otherwise, any of the other shows that we used to watch on there are not on there, with the exception of South Park, which runs for (laughs) six, eight weeks out of the year, and it's getting hard to justify that, so, I mean, yeah, it's going to be on again, off again, and I have no shame about that.
1: So, what did you think about the show? What was your gut reaction?
0: I found it very interesting that these first two episodes are essentially a prologue to what's going to end up being the rest of the story. I went in as spoiler free as I possibly could, so I don't know if it was generally known that this was the idea, but I've I've had to figure it out, (laughs) is what I'm saying. So I found that very interesting and I'm intrigued, I cannot wait to learn more, and that's sort of where it starts and stops for me, I'm not judging it off of two episodes, That's, that's crazy. So I'm buckled in, I'm ready for the ride. Can't wait for more. How about you?
1: I I'm kind of like you. I'm intrigued and I'm excited for the future and you're right. This is this is a prologue. They I am a little disappointed that they broke up the episodes for the general public. Like I didn't feel like they were broken up because like you, I watched them back to back. But I feel like they should have made this a TV movie and just called it Star Trek Discovery the TV movie. And then episode three would really be episode one because it is very much a prologue. We're not spoiling anything, really, guys. No,
0: I don't think so. And I absolutely agree with that because I think part one by itself, I don't think, is enticing enough for a general audience to say, oh, yeah, I'll sign up and go for that. No, if you see parts one and two, though, then I think you can hook people and say, oh, I want to know what's going to happen next. The real actions really kicks in with that second episode. And a lot of people, I'm sure, didn't see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Like, at, at the end of episode one, you're just kind of like, oh, that was not a complete story in the least. And no. I'm sure a lot of people were like, do I even want to continue? Because, yeah. But anyway.
0: No, it needed to be the two hours. But I'm not the one running things. So that's just my humble opinion.
1: Yeah, they didn't come and ask us, which I think was a big, big loss on their part. But if you guys only saw it live on TV and you're wondering whether or not you should continue, you should absolutely continue because if if you finish episode two and then see the little coming up on this season tag and you're not intrigued on what's going on, then don't watch it. But you should at least finish it so that you can know what you're missing in case you choose not to continue.
0: Yeah, no, I think we are in for one heck of a ride. This is not Star Trek as it's ever been made before, and I say that as a good thing.
1: Yes, I'm, exci- I'm excited for what is to come, and I'm excited that Star Trek is back in the conversation, and it's back in my feed, and it is time to see what's out there. So let's see what's out there in the realm of Nemesis, because let's do a little recap. I We definitely recommend that let's you guys should go back and, and listen to episode 43. You can do that by going to the slash punch it. And uh, you'll find the, the, the rewriting Star Trek Nemesis episode. And what we did there was we really laid down the foundation for what's going to happen. Like, not even so much what's going to happen in this episode, but really just setting up the, the characters and everything like that. So uh, I'm just going to give a couple of things and, and chime in whenever you want to. So totally. we, we start out with uh, the Enterprise E And we hear a captain's log, and it is Captain Data. That's right, Captain Data. And he is near Romulan space, and they get attacked. And we don't know who is attacking the Enterprise-E, but they're very powerful. And we don't know if they're destroyed. We don't know if they're disabled. We don't know if they're captured or anything like that. But they send out an emergency message to Starfleet headquarters. It's intercepted by HQ. And it's relayed to the USS Titan, which is captained by Captain Riker. Troy's on board, and what they do is uh, on there. They're working their mission. They're closely working with the Klingons. Uh, we don't know why, but they're working closely with them. And so they get to talk to uh, uh, Ambassador Worf, and they get to yeah. hang out with him and talk with him, and and they shake hands and, and you know have a couple of jokes and everything like that. And then. <laughs> They get the alert from HQ, and Riker's just like, what's going on? Starfleet Intelligence says, yeah, something happened to the Enterprise-E. You're the closest, but we need you to go intercept them and figure out what happened. And while you're on the way, you need to pick up somebody who you might remember. And the person that they need to pick up is Ambassador Picard, who is the ambassador to... Did we say... Did we? I think we made him the ambassador to Romulus.
0: Yes, but... He got sent off, along with some other Romulan dignitaries, to Vulcan under the pretense that he was going to continue the reunification things that Ambassador Spock started. However, this was a ruse, and it was staged by, I I guess, like a renegade kind of... uh,
1: Political faction?
0: Something like that. I mean, sort of the same thing that happened in Nemesis. There's this rogue group. They... They come into the Romulan government, they stage a coup, take over. All the people that could have potentially intervened, people like Picard to talk it out, they were sent off because that made it a whole lot easier to make this happen. And so that part of that movie is the same. And from here on out, and now for the conclusion, we have to write (laughs) (laughs) what is going to happen with our version, our, our punched up version of Star Trek Nemesis. Now, a couple of days ago, I came up with what I hope is a brilliant idea, and I cannot wait to share it with you, so please, please, please let me pitch right now.
1: Actually, before you pitch, we (gasps) should remind everybody that the people on the Enterprise E is Data, Jordi, Beverly, and Seven of Nine. We snuck her in. Right, We have not defined her role, she's just there. And yeah, uh, we
0: sort of speculated. We didn't decide. It doesn't matter yet.
1: <laughs> and Picard is super pissed for two reasons, because he was lied to by the Romulan government or the people within the Romulan government who created the coup. And all, actually for three reasons, because he was lied to by the Romulan government, his old ship is in danger, and <laughs> his squeeze, his main squeeze is in danger with, with Beverly because they have a long distance relationship.
0: Right. She elected to stay aboard the Enterprise, even though he took a new position as an ambassador. They've been doing the long-distance thing. And eventually, we're going to fix that, but for now, yeah, Picard is just stark raving mad about the whole thing. He cannot believe that he was deceived. That's right. And then also, a lot of lives are in danger, and this is a very serious situation where we're talking about the taking over of a large government. That's not cool.
1: And after they pick up Picard... Uh, Worf says, like, okay, like, I'm outie. I'll talk to you guys later. I got to go do some things uh, with the Klingon homeworld. We'll, uh, we're will we going to watch out for the Romulans, make sure they don't do anything shifty. And they're like, A-okay. And then they're on their way to find out what happened to the Enterprise-E. So, Char, pitch your idea.
0: Okay. We didn't talk a whole lot about whether or not we wanted to keep the clone aspect of the original movie intact. I have an idea of a variation for that. Now, in Nemesis, we had a Picard clone, and we were supposed to care because it's about Picard. What if, and this makes a lot more sense to me, what if that clone is actually Tasha Yar?
1: So it's not Sila.
0: It's not Sela, and it's not you know the actual Tasha Yar that was in season one of TNG. If you remember from yesterday's Enterprise, when she and the Enterprise C came over and fought against the Romulans, she was taken as a prisoner and mm-hmm. eventually did give birth to Sela and all that. What if the Romulans have been trying to kind of slowly gather human DNA to infiltrate Starfleet and uh, just basically have lab rats and uh, whatever they, whatever they kind of see fit for the time being, you know, they have some DNA and maybe that, She was a part of a cloning project. Now, this I think works for a few reasons. One, when it's revealed, this can really heavily impact data because he and Tasha had a little thing, they had a special relationship. (laughs) It also makes a little more sense just because we don't know how they got Picard's DNA. And of course, you could explain that away, but this actually has a kind of a logical avenue on the timeline. But then also, this has a little more to do with Trek lore and it's a Tasha Yar. We want to trust her. We want to like her, but is she really the enemy or isn't she?
1: I, I, I I feel like I love, I love the idea of having Denise Crosby come back, but I, I feel like that's just too many Yars out there. Cause we'll, cause 'cause, like, it's true.
0: That's what happens when you screw with the timeline, man.
1: Like we have Atasha Yar, who died in the prime timeline. We have Atasha Yar, uh, alternate timeline, who transported into the real timeline, died in 2344. and then her daughter came about after the year 2366, like 2367 or 68 or something like that, and then terrorizes the crew with unification. And then now we're going to have a clone. Of of Tasha Yar. That's four Yars.
0: Well, girl gets around.
1: I, okay. I'm trying to, (laughs) like, I love the idea. What if, you can say no, this is completely stupid. Okay. What if your idea is absolutely the same, except it's not a clone. It's an old Yar, and she never really died, and she's been brainwashed.
0: Ooh. Now that might actually make it a little bit better if it is a quote unquote real Tasha Yar.
1: So like she's real Tasha Yar, so she would be in her seventies or eighties, and we know that
0: older yeah. people,
1: yeah, people in their seventies and eighties in the twenty fourth century look like they're basically in their fifties and sixties.
0: <laughs> Eighty is the new fifty for sure.
1: Right. So we could we could use present day Denise Crosby.
0: Yeah. No problem.
1: And just say she's 75 or something like that.
0: Right. Yeah, it totally works.
1: And so, like, say that she's brainwashed, say that she's a little scarred or anything like that. And people, like, right when it's revealed that it's her, people are like, oh, oh, crap, it's Sila again. God dang it. That would make another
0: nice little uh, kind of question within the audience's mind. Yeah, who is this really?
1: Yeah, and she's like, "Uh, no, it's me. And she's been brainwashed with being in the Romulan Star Empire for so long, that they bred her to be a, a a wonderful tactician. She's she was already a great fighter, and they said the like you know that Picard led you to your death. Like he he put you on a mission that he knew you were gonna die. You know, like they they just bent the truth. It's kind of like a better Fury episode of Voyager. Where <laughs> something happens, you know, where Kess got super confused at Catherine Janeway and blamed her for everything. Mm. Well, the Romulans did that on purpose in order to just kind of screw with uh, with Picard and company.
0: Hmm. Is this the, the the established Romulan government or is this the rogue group that had Tasha Yar? Who is who's messing with her, basically?
1: What if she led the rogue group? What if she's the one behind the coup?
0: Hmm. Yeah. We got to give her some motivation then.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So, why is she doing it? It can't just be because oh, she's been abused and mistreated by the Romulans all this time.
1: Well, okay, so here's the thing. We might be getting too complicated here because why would Sela think that she was dead? Why has why doesn't she know that why doesn't Seela know that Tasha has been around this whole time?
0: Maybe it's because Yar got basically taken away or sent off into slavery by this other group, and then they just told Sela, Your mom's dead.
1: What if we we keep the Riemann storyline? Maybe, like, basically, like when she tried to escape with Sela as a baby, they didn't kill her. They just threw her into the pits on Remus.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then. On top of that, we have the brainwashing going down, and she's getting totally screwed over <laughs> in every aspect.
1: And what, okay, what if, like, that's the, that's the theory with uh, Picard and Riker and everybody, that she's been brainwashed, and really at the end, we realize, no, she's not brainwashed. She just, she, like, she made the best situation that she could, and she wants to take over Romulus As her own own sort of revenge. As her
0: revenge, basically, against the Romulans and the fact that Starfleet has kind of gotten involved and intervened now Mm -hmm. is coincidental. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the crew. Not personally.
1: And with that, maybe the, the reason why the Federation needs to get involved is because they can't let a human and a former member of the Federation and Starfleet disrupt the government to this degree and so they have to intervene because it's their responsibility even if it's another time even if it's another Picard's timeline's fault
0: <laughs> true true although I mean I don't know is Picard that responsible he just granted permission but anyway that's that's a side note
1: but he has no memory of that either
0: that's true because it's an alternate Picard
1: that's part of the argument where he's just like well I never did that and and they make that argument of, was like well if you were in that that war situation like your counterpart was you would have made that decision yeah and exactly. which keeps the nemesis theme going back and forth of if you lived my life you would have done the same thing
0: right now do we want to include some other humanoids possibly because as potential fellow prisoners from the enterprise c do we have prisoners of war working with her and maybe i mean that actually gives a little bit of fuel then for Starfleet to get involved because then it's not just her it's several others
1: that like almost kind of like a uh, like a con type situation where yeah. it's ...Khan and his crew and they they wreak havoc and
0: yeah like maybe yeah. when they were all prisoners together and basically living the lives of slaves on on Remus they sort of banded together and became their own monster
1: yeah yeah, I, I like that. So like they it's a combination of old Enterprise C crewmen and Remans. Yeah. And they take over they they are pissed and take over the Roman and the government. And maybe yeah. like it all started to just get free, like that's all that they wanted. But then uh-huh. once they got free, they're like, No, we want more. We wanna we wanna take over the government. Yeah. And they're like And maybe one person is just like, yeah, we can take over the government and then usher in an era of peace by entering the Federation. But once they get that taste of power, they're like, no, screw this.
0: Right. Then they get greedy and then it all goes straight to hell.
1: This is the Federation that didn't think to find prisoners of war or prisoners of a battle.
0: Why did they not go after and try and find us? Yeah. So maybe, okay, maybe there is a little bit of fuel there for resentment and wanting revenge on Starfleet and all that.
1: I think this is good because we're not just erasing nemesis. We're actually keeping some themes and mm-hmm. relaying them to the hardcore fan base a little bit more. So we still have that same reveal where Tasha's in that throne room type deal. It's in the dark, and then the whole crew is there, and then they open, they turn on the lights, and then boom, it's Tasha. Right. And
0: Surprise! And so then our minds are racing, okay, is this Tasha? Is this Sila? What is going on here? And I think the crew is going to be just as confused because... This is supposed to be their friend, but she's dead. What is she she's doing dead. here? What's going on? Is she, yeah, is she not for real? Is, is she a clone? They're going to have to figure this out.
1: So why would they attack the Enterprise-E?
0: That is a good question we have to answer.
1: Was it to capture the flagship and make a statement?
0: Ooh. That's a possibility. And I mean, if they whip him pretty good, that's showing some strength.
1: Then, okay, the, here's the thing. But if we go with our original storyline of making Picard exit, why would Yar make Picard exit if she had a secret hatred for him?
0: Right. And, it, well, I don't know if it's necessarily him personally. That's a good question, though, because then would they not make really good prisoners yeah. and hostages to negotiate? Shoot. Shoot. That seemed like such a great idea at the time. Do we have to change it now? Do we have to kill this darling? Oi.
1: Yeah, we yeah we might have mm. to unless we can f- think of a way to reconcile. So like what there there has to be some redemption for Yar at the end.
0: What if Yar sent him off because she wants him kind of as a bargaining chip for later. She doesn't want him potentially killed right on the outset because then Starfleet's really going to bring out all the armor and kick their butts to kingdom come
1: that still wouldn't make sense for why she would attack and capture the enterprise e and then send picard away
0: yeah darn it also
1: side note i want to see a horrifically scarred richard standing next (gasps) to yar in the throne room
0: oh my god that would be amazing
1: (laughs) and get the actor back he's not doing anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) christopher mcdonald He's, been, he's done some things, but I, maybe not lately. I haven't looked at oh, his IMDb.
1: He, he, he's an actor who constantly works. I, I shouldn't say that. He hasn't done anything high profile lately is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. So,
0: well, then let's get him to sign on to do a freaking movie.
1: <laughs> I, I love this idea. So like, oh, he's me too. horrifically me scarred. Too. Just like just 30 years of violence.
0: Almost grotesque. I mean, he's had a hard life. Yeah. Ooh, I love it.
1: Hard life, hard life. I
0: love it. But she's going to promise to take care of him.
1: So okay, so with the idea that we we know that there's got to be some sort of redemption from Yar, so she sends Picard away because she doesn't want any Federation people hurt. Like she maybe maybe not
0: at first. And what if something goes wrong? Like what if attacking the Enterprise was kind of done without a whole lot of choice? Like were they in the wrong place at the wrong time? Is that a possibility?
1: That could be. Where like maybe the Enterprise E stumbled upon something, and yeah. it was. It was a situation where they're like, crap. Like, we can't let the Enterprise E let people know what we're doing here this early in the game.
0: Right. Yeah, maybe they're not at a stage where things are secure yet. So they have to take that risk of attacking the Enterprise E and then settling things on Romulus. Just enough to where when Starfleet does come in, they're ready.
1: So, yeah, I I like that idea where they initially say, okay, let's... Let's get rid of the any kind of diplomats, any kind of Federation presence on Romulans, or as much Federation presence as we can so that we can ready ourselves and so that there's no spies or like any spies that we know of or anybody that can say what's going on. And then after they do that, they start to patrol their borders, They figure out what's going on, and then the Enterprise-E is there. Somehow the Enterprise-E figures it out or is alerted to some sort of coup going on, and they immediately start attacking it and it was gr- regretful like Yar's just like i didn't want to do it but i had to
0: yeah yeah no i th- i think that works i think that is just enough where maybe the enterprise is just close enough to realize oh this is what's going on there's a coup the mm-hmm. romulan government is being taken over these are not the romulans we're used to talking about i mean i don't know we can we could sh- we could flesh out the details but we got to get through the bullet points right yeah. now so with that she has to get them. she wanted it to go more peacefully, which is maybe why she did send off Picard and Company to make right. this as like as as simple and as minimal a loss of life and violence and all of that. And then no, we, we can't do that. so <laughs> that plan gets thwarted really quickly.
1: She'll say she's like, listen. And this is continuing the Nemesis theme where, mm-hmm. like, they, they say, like, listen, we, like, the clone said, you know, like, we wanted peace. We, we want to open a dialogue with the Federation. And maybe Yar is honest about that. But at the same time, she's like, yeah, I'll be fine. Like, we can, uh, we can be friends with the Federation, but I am not giving up power. And she says that very succinctly, very seriously. Yeah.
0: Well, they have worked on this secretly for decades. Mm-hmm. So all of that work, there has to be payoff for her and, and her crew here. So that makes some sense. And then just, yeah, if she's getting greedy with the power, it's going to go wrong very, very quickly.
1: Now there has to be, in this current movie culture that we're in, there has to be a larger threat than just, like, than just a sense of responsibility from the Federation. Mm-hmm. Like, could there be something looming where maybe Richard is someone who wants to take it even further where Yar is willing to do whatever it takes. She's like, I'll destroy the E. I don't give a crap. I'll destroy the E if you guys try to take me out of power. Just leave us alone. And Richard's like, no, we have to take it further. We have to take the fight to the Federation.
0: What if Yar, as the main leader, she is a lot more rational and calm about the whole thing because she mm-hmm. has to be the brains of the operation and see all the sides to make everything work what if richard over years and years of abuse and just generally being not well treated and maybe even maybe he's had some experimentation going on him maybe his head's not so right anymore what if he's a real hothead and yeah. is very quick to violence and he yeah he's the one who just let's kill everything we yeah. are free
1: yeah like let's let, let's utilize what this the Romulan Star Empire has been developing, these secret weapons. Let's take the fight to them. And so how does that escalate? How do we get to the point where we can still have some redemption with Yar, but it's taken out of her hands? Like, how does Richard force her hand?
0: This is such a trope, but does she have to kill him? Is that a part of it?
1: I don't think she kills him, but what if he kills her?
0: Uh, okay, so then Richard becomes the quote unquote nemesis.
1: Like, we start to see, like, it's towards the end, and we start to see some sort of redemption with you. I keep saying it, but, the, uh, and I'm sorry to repeat myself, but we have that connection where maybe she starts to coming around. She has a couple of personal meetings with Picard with data because let's say that like she releases the Enterprise E, she releases the crew. We haven't addressed that yet because the damage is done. Federation is aware of what's going on so they can release the crew.
0: Or I mean, or do we want them to be hostages? Is that a power play they can use?
1: Oh yeah. Because really,
0: I mean really why are they gonna let them go? So oh actually what I mean what if there's a little scene where maybe Richard is about to kill her and Data steps in, saves the day. Action sequence.
1: Uh, you know, like, is, tr-
0: is Data sympathizing with Yar at this point? Like, maybe we're led to believe, okay, she's not so great, but he's even worse, and so it's a good thing to play with our emotions a little bit that she gets to remain in power just a little bit more? Or no?
1: Well, no, 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 no. I think, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. My silence is not rejection.
0: Okay. I'm also thinking we need to get our crew into this movie a little bit more. It is supposed to be them, it's supposed to be them as the heroes.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I think really we're just kind of like, we're laying out the motivation, we're laying out the possibilities. Like, Well, yeah, we the, have to. <laughs> the, yeah, the rest, I think, can absolutely be filled in by the imagination and also just the structure of what movies are. But I think, I like that idea, like, okay, I like the idea of keeping the Enterprise-E hostage, where Yar and Richard are like, no, we're keeping the Enterprise-E so that until the Federation agrees and signs a peace accord that they let us go. And Picard's like, uh, yeah, we can't sign a peace accord while you have our people hostage. That's not how peace works. Right. And also,
0: you stage a coup on a government, and we are not dealing with you as the people in power.
1: Like we don't recognize this government. You're not right. You know, like you're feder you are Federation citizens. You have no right to this and everything like that. And so, so I like I like the idea of where. Richard tells Yar, "Let's just destroy the Enterprise E. Think about that symbol of superiority, where the new Romulan Star Empire destroys the Federation flagship, and that we're a, a power to be reckoned with once again." And Yar is like, "No, that's too far. Let's just tell them to leave us alone." And that that that's the quibble back and forth.
0: Yeah, and, I like that. That's a good argument for Richard to have to show off supremacy.
1: Yeah. And so it maybe it gets to the point where I feel like Yar I feel like Yar needs to die. Like for realsies. Like <laughs> this this could be her third and final time of dying.
0: Are you sure? <laughs> is three really the charm when it comes to death? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just wondering at what point do we kill her off? Because she's supposed to be the antagonist.
1: Yes, she she is the antagonist. But I feel like it's it's common in movies where the power behind the antagonist, the power behind the throne is really the big threat where you might be able to... Like, there's there's so many times in our history where governments don't assassinate a uh, a dictator because they, they know that whoever takes their place is going to be worse.
0: It's true. So what if we're in that type and of situation? And that's what you're going to get with Richard. Yeah. For sure. Because you can at least talk with Tasha. Now, Richard, no, it's just going to be full-on action, pew-pew-pew, firefight until everybody's dead.
1: And that's, we, we have all the diplomacy in the middle, so we have, we get the courtroom drama, we get the diplomacy in the middle that that all the hardcore fans want, then we have the big pew-pew-pew at the end, where Yar's death triggers that.
0: Right, then everybody kind of knows there is no reasoning. right. With this guy, with these people anymore, they have to be taken out.
1: There was reasoning with Yar. There is no reasoning with Richard. And Data takes it as a personal yeah. vendetta to take Richard down for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah. He's got to avenge Tasha.
1: Yeah. and do- Even
0: though she was doing the wrong thing for what she thought were the right reasons.
1: Right. Right. And so do we kill off Data at the end like they did in Nemesis?
0: Uh, I really don't want to. The thing is, is without B4 there is that fail safe so that he doesn't have to really die. It would have more impact if, yes, he really does die and stays dead.
1: I like the idea of Data actually dying legit, no before, no backup. Data is dead and the Enterprise... Sacrifices
0: his life for Yar.
1: Yeah, and I say that Enterprise E is destroyed and Data goes down with the ship and... They somehow make uh,
0: see okay.
1: Let, let me let me finish and you can totally you can totally say no. Okay. You can okay. totally say okay. no. Data sacrifices the Enterprise E as well as himself, but gets the entire crew over to the USS Titan. And like at the end of the movie, those who want to stay can stay, and we find out that the USS Titan is the new flagship of the Federation.
0: Mm, well, until they build another Enterprise, maybe, of course. maybe
1: not. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know if, it, it, like, we don't know if the Enterprise continues this flagship because the Enterprise E is gone, and the USS Titan now with command now with Captain Riker, and the best of the best still on the Titan, is the new flagship, a Prometheus class vessel.
0: Yeah. Okay. One gripe I did have with Nemesis was. Okay, not only do you have a character death, but you're also basically going to destroy the ship too. It just feels like it's too much, especially with such a freaking new ship. I mean, the D got killed off only just a couple of movies ago, and the E is going to have that short of a life really just for dramatic effect. I don't want to kill off the E. Okay. Can we just just can we trash her? Absolutely. They can rebuild her, but I don't want her gone.
1: Okay, okay. All right. I, be, I feel like the fans would be pissed too.
0: Just because it feels like too much and the movies always go to this well. The verse did it. The original movies did it. So, okay, we're going to do it again. Le- okay. Oh, brother.
1: Give me this. Give me this. Yeah. The Enterprise-E does a saucer separation.
0: And then gets caught into the gravity of a planet and runs into a bunch of trees. No. We did that. No, no.
1: <laughs> Let me finish.
0: I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself
1: the enterprise e separates and i know many of you were just like what that doesn't look like it can separate it can shut up they'll make it of
0: course it can they'll make it Come work on.
1: and data sacrifices the saucer section but the 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 drive um section the star drive section survives and so it's still the enterprise e it just needs a new saucer section and that way we don't destroy the ship but we still have captain data going down with the ship, but enterprise E is not completely destroyed.
0: Yeah, what if it just looks really grisly, where, you know, you have the smoke and the fire and everything just looks so burnt to a crisp, and then there's still Data, though, in the center seat. He's been through hell and back, but he's alive.
1: Oh, I like that so much more. I love that. I love that. That visual,
0: where, I mean, nobody, nothing should be alive, and maybe there's not even any life support, and since it is Data, he is the lone person on that bridge i freaking
1: love that is that not cool idea i think that's a great idea where yeah like we have the star drive section it kind of looks like the equinox you know but a whole lot bigger of course without its saucer and he takes the saucer to destroy richard's ship or something like that and
0: he rams it just we can take that little page from nemesis
1: exactly and so people are like oh god data's dead i hate i can't stand this this sucks and then with the (laughs) like the titan is just like wait zoom in zoom in grid 9a and, uh, and then we see, uh, we see Data, and he has one arm missing, one leg missing, and... Oh, I love it. But he's sitting in the captain's chair, and maybe he does one little shirt tuck in, 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 in space.
0: <laughs> and then to steal a page from Generation, yes!
1: <laughs> I, did, I love the, the Picard shirt tuck in the vacuum of space with his one good arm so we know that he's alive.
0: <laughs> that would be Fantastic. He still has his dignity.
1: Yep. So there, I love that. Okay, that a would be Thousand cool. times that more. would be really cool. I love that a thousand times more.
0: So there's that. Do we do? Do we want the Klingons to come in and help at the end?
1: Yes. Oh, I can believe forgot about the Klingons. We've got to
0: have them come in to save the day. We touched upon that last episode. Yeah.
1: Worf comes in and just completely like he has just a fleet of prey of Vorta class and whatever, and um, they swoop in and completely turn the tide. Of, of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like
0: they've been monitoring the situation this whole time. And when things start to look kind of bad for the Federation, that's when he and his armada of ships are like, okay, we've been monitoring the situation. Hold on to your hats. Pew, 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 pew. And then suddenly the the battle has uh, changed in favor dramatically. The Klingons are working with the Federation, with the real Romulan government to save everybody. Maybe we'll work together now and live in peace.
1: Yes, yes. There's that huge hope at the end where Picard stays behind And he says, he's like, I know good, loyal Romulans who want to rebuild a new star empire. One that is not isolationist, one that is open to working with the Federation, working with the Klingon Empire, and unifying the Alpha Quadrant, especially in a post-Dominion War scenario. And the Klingons are like, you know what? Bygones can be bygones. It's going to be a hard road ahead. It's not going to be, be, be perfect. But if you're willing to start over, so are we. And Beverly decides... To stay with Picard on Romulus and saying, like, if they're going to rebuild a government, they're going to need people to lead and she can be a leader in the medical community.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need, especially immediately, they're going to need people to... Regain health and perform surgeries. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of damaged people out there, but I love it because that's kind of like the perfect example of this is what happens when we work together. Wouldn't it be great if we could do this more? Yes. What could happen if we continue to do this? And Picard, the perfect person to, to build, to help build.
1: And while data gets patched up and he takes what's left of the Enterprise E home for a re, like they say, like, oh, they're not only going to give us a new. Saucer section, they're going to give us a refit.
0: Nice. Might as well while they're at it. A
1: sovereign refit. I love that idea. And I love the idea of it looking a little different, a little edgier, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Right, right. Where you can tell just from looking at it, it's been upgraded. Yeah.
1: I love it. And Riker says, "Is like, okay, well, the Titan is here. We can help protect Romulus, you know, from whatever threat comes while you guys rebuild. And yeah. Worf says, "And the Empire will as well. Unity, unification.
0: I love it." So, okay, do we have the bullet points now? The big bullet points for this movie overall.
1: I think, I think so. We do. Yeah, I think we do. Like some people might not like the idea of us bringing back the real Yar and the real Yar, quote unquote, betraying the Federation, betraying her crew. But there, there is redemption. There's that turn at the end where she's like, where she gives in, where she goes, "You, you know what? You're right. We don't belong here." Let's try to, you know, let's try to do this. Let's try to do that. Peace, peace, peace. And Richard's like, no! Stabby, stabby, stab.
0: I like it. Because even after all that Yara had been through, she was still that quote-unquote good prime example of a Starfleet officer. So mm-hmm. there was a part of that, I think, that never fully left her. And so we'll f- we'll see that come out. And then Richard has to be the tyrant. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. he has to be the bad guy because he-, he can't handle abuse. Right. Whereas <laughs> she could.
1: Okay, well, that's it, folks. Woo. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And let us know what you think. Let us know, did we completely yeah. miss the mark? Did you hate our Nemesis rewrite? Or did you absolutely love it? <laughs> or will you someplace in between? What you can do is you can write us by going to the slash contact, select Punch It from the drop-down menu, and uh, that'll... You'll fill out the form. That'll send us an email. You can also find us on Twitter at join nerd You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the nerd party. Where can we find you online?
0: You can find me aside from being on this podcast on the Twitter machine. And my handle is Oh, the profanity.
1: Mine is at the insane Robin. And please everyone, if you like our stuff, if you like our show, if you like us, please go to iTunes and give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. And, I honestly have no idea what we're going to do next week. It could be Star Trek related. It might not be, but whatever it's going to be, we're going to punch it.
0: Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it.
1: Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.